Well, this evening I'd planned on uh, talking about something Bill and I talked about several times, if. And uh, the world uses that, if. So it's, just, it's a maybe thing, if you this or if you this. So everything's maybe. In other words, there's not a sovereign God, as Ecclesiastes says, that has a, a, a time and a season and a purpose. For every one of his purposes, he has a time and a season. But... Uh, they throw if in there, say, well, see, it doesn't mean that. So anyway, uh, not going to talk about that seating. Lord willing, maybe uh, next Sunday we may uh, do that. We'll see. Tonight is our uh, regular scheduled Lord's Supper. I'm not teaching on that, but one, uh, one part of that. The bread that we have has no leaven in it. And the wine we have, it is wine. It's not grape juice. Grape juice, you pull it out in a mold and everything like that. The wine will not. So... I realize this is not the literal body of Christ. It's not his literal blood. Some people think, some religions think that it is. Uh, and while you take his body and his blood is in you, I don't, I'm not sure which way they look at it. Either you have superpowers or you need to be extra nice because he's in you for so many hours. So it's not that this is a representation, but we do it without leaven. That made me think about tonight, what I'm going to uh, look at this evening would seem to be uh, contrary to that. Leaven is always a type of sin. So what we're going to look at this evening is something that I, I love mysteries in the scripture once he reveals it to me. <laughs> Now, there's been something I've been studying on for about two months now. Hadn't revealed it to me yet, and I'm not sure I love it so much yet. But uh, when he does, you know, it's when you feel the blessing and love uh, of God. So tonight is something that for a long time, uh, it just seemed to contradict things. So let's go to Leviticus chapter 7. Leviticus chapter 7, and we go to a lot of scriptures. If you don't learn anything from me, you'll learn where the scriptures are, because I know I turn to a lot of scriptures, and I like seeing them, and, and uh, I guess I'm not very good at quoting them either. Leviticus chapter 7, and uh, let's start in verse 11. So again, le- leavening is what we're trying to study this evening, or a portion of it anyway. Uh, Leviticus 7, 11, And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer, or which, yeah, which he shall offer, excuse me, unto the Lord. And this is the priest offering this. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mixed with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mixed with oil, a fine flour fried, unleavened, unleavened, unleavened. Uh, verse 13, besides the cakes, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread. With the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. And of it he shall offer one out of the whole oblation for an heave offering unto the Lord. 
Uh, and it shall be the priest who uh, sprinkled the blood of the peace offering. And the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day uh, that it is offered, and he shall not leave any of it until the morning. And I think we'll, we'll stop there. But, so we, the first part of that says, unleavened, unleavened, unleavened. And then, his a sacrifice with leaven. A sacrifice to God with leaven. And I sincerely believe leaven is a type of sin. It represents sin. This, in verse 13, Besides the cakes, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of the peace offering. So this is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. There's a lot of different sacrifices. But this is for the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And, buddy, I, I know you uh, are very thankful for everything, and you give him all the honor and glory that you're thankful and you're grateful for these things. Well, this is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. But offer leaven, which is a type of sin. I do believe it's a type of sin, even in this illustration, or even in this scripture, I believe this leaven is representing sin. And I have a pretty large library at home. I rarely do I go past my concordance that helps me find scriptures. But I uh, had read some things on this. Not one person that I've read after... Uh, agrees with what I'm going to teach on. I've never heard anybody say it, I'll put it that way. What they say is, and they do realize, okay, leaven is a type of sin. So they say that, well, that, uh, that pictures the offerer. <laughs> In other words, the one that's offering in other words, the, the man, it represents man, which is sin. All fail in Adam. All have sin. But they're saying that that, that leaven, again, and, and it is unusual. I mean, you'll, we'll find it in some other places. But to offer leaven, which is a type of sin... It's not the, well, it's a little hard to understand unless he reveals it to us. It seems uh, contradictory even almost. It would offer leaven, type of sin, to God. So, uh, they're saying, again, that this leaven that says to offer, offer this leaven, that's a type of us. And, and I'll agree, us, we are sinners. We have sin. But is that, but, and, and I guess one of my main points, 
But do we offer ourselves up? Are we suitable to be a sacrifice unto God? Do we offer ourselves up? Do we come before God offering ourselves up? Because that's what they're saying. Well, that represents the offerer, that you're a sinner and you're offering yourself up. But, and it might sound like, yeah, well, yeah, we are sinners, so that, it must represent that. But is there any time in the scriptures that we're to lift man up? That doesn't seem to fit either to me. Their, their definition of it, their explanation, well, that's, that's us. We offer ourselves up. And that's what this leavening is. It, has, it represents sin, so it has to be us, right? No. That doesn't have to be us. Yes, we're sinners, but that doesn't have to represent us. And I don't believe it does, because I don't think it was anywhere where to lift up man as a sacrifice to God. We, we studied about... Oh, gosh, I'll get, I better get back on course. I'll uh, get too far off course and, and won't get finished. So, uh, so what would this mean to us? Type of sin, I agree. Offer this sacrifice with the type of sin to God? What does it mean to us? All the sacrifices were types of Christ, Right? Bloody and I, we talked about it before we started. The blood sacrifice was, was a type of God, or a type of, of Jesus and his sacrifice. All the sacrifices were the, pointed to Christ. And his sacrifice on the cross. That's what all the sacrifices pointed to. He said, well, this couldn't, because it's leaven. That couldn't be a type of Christ. Well, well, we'll talk about it. So what is it teaching? We just leave it alone. A lot of times I'll put things on the back burner and, and get back to it later maybe or, or sometime like candy camera. Sometimes when you least expect it, all of a sudden it pops up. You know, somebody will say something and, and the Lord will reveal it to you that way. But what's this teaching? Offer a sacrifice with leaven. Is it teaching to offer a less than perfect sacrifice to God? And we know God won't accept anything less than perfect. Uh, the uh, you know, Passover lamb put it up three days to make sure it was perfect. Don't offer, no doubt some tried to offer the lame and sick and everything. I, well, I don't say no doubt. I don't know that. So strike that from the, from the record. But is it teaching to offer a less than perfect sacrifice? A sacrifice with leaven to show you how strict God was not accepting anything other than perfect he told them and we've mentioned it several times but Aaron's two of his sons they was offering I believe the correct sacrifice and everything but they offered a strange fire suppose get the fire from here and they got it from somewhere else. I don't know if they made it this way. or I don't, know how they, I don't recall if it tells us, but they didn't offer the fire from where God said to get it from. Well, what difference does it make? It, it's fire. It puts up the smoke, the sweet incense. It, it, uh, you can have the burnt sacrifices. Well, the difference is God said it comes from here, and he killed them. He, he won't accept anything other than perfect. Sacrifice. 
So I made a statement, leaven is always a type of sin. I'll still stand by that. Scripture says a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. We see how that can work. And again, I've told you about the Lord's Supper. It's a representation, so we've taken the leaven out of that. We don't offer leaven, but yet we have Scripture that tells us on this Thanksgiving peace offering, offer leaven. Exodus 23, and uh, maybe it will confuse us a little more here uh, with some Scriptures to, uh, to get us maybe focused, maybe. I know I go against uh, the way you're supposed to teach and public speaking and everything. And the rule, and it depends, but on the rule is tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them, and then tell them what you told them. That's, that's the rules in, in public speaking. Uh, and well, so why do you do this? Well, Brother Austin, and I'm no, I'm no Brother Austin or Brother Dom, but he would teach... And he would have my attention, and Rhonda, he'd keep me in suspense. Everybody else probably knew it, but he'd keep me in suspense, and, 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 I, and but in the end, it would open all up, and, and there it was. So uh, I'm not sure why I brought that in here. I pray that, that's what, pray that that will be, that we will see, we will understand this. But I, I'll read some different scriptures that might seem contrary to that, as, as many of them do. So Exodus... Uh, 23 and verse 18. Thou shalt not, there's a lot of thou shalt nots we talked about this morning. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. Neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain into the morning. So here's a thou shalt not. You don't offer a, a leavened bread uh, with, the, with the blood sacrifice. So here, thou shalt not. Exodus chapter 34. And no, the Bible is not contradicting itself. Exodus 34, and uh, we'll read a little more here. Uh, Well, let's see. That doesn't look right. Exodus. I may have written down the wrong scripture. Let's see. Exodus 34 and. Uh, well, let me read this. I'm not sure. It doesn't look uh, doesn't look right. Exodus. Uh, 34 and, and verse 23 is what I have down. It just doesn't look uh, familiar. I know right above that is a very good uh, scripture. Oh, okay, now it's starting to look familiar again. <laughs> okay, verse 23. Uh, Thrice in the year shall all your male children appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. They would come for sacrifice and so forth. For I will cast out the nations before thee, and enlarge thy borders, neither shall any man desire thy land when thou shalt go up and appear before the Lord God thrice in the year. And I thought that was interesting, not on my lesson, but uh, he'd drive out the people from the land. He's going to give it to Israel. And he said, now three times a year, I want everybody to come to Jerusalem. 
off these sac- this, on this particular sacrifice. He said, now don't worry. Whenever you're going, I'm not going to have the enemy come in and take your land, uh, which is a miracle as, as well. Just a side note there. Uh, 25, thou shalt not offer the, the blood of my sacrifice with leaven. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left until the morning. The first uh, of the first fruits of thy land shalt thou bring unto the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not boil a kid in his mother's milk. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write these words after the tenure uh, of these words. I have made a covenant with thee with Israel. And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights, and he did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables of the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Of course, we realized there was more than ten. One time, uh, believe it or not, they lost the law of Moses. Now, I don't know, some of you people about my age, do you misplace things, lose things? (laughs) Well, anyway... They lost the law of Moses. Couldn't find it. Well, I think it was in Hezekiah's time. And they found it back in the tabernacle somewhere, uh, or temple, well, tabernacle, temple. And they, they found it. And they brought it out, the law of Moses. And said so they read it. Now, how long does it take to read Ten Commandments? It doesn't take very long. They read it for the fourth part of a day. Fourth part of a 24-hour day, I believe. More than Ten Commandments. Anyway, there's another side note, sorry. Uh, But verse 25. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven. Our text said this Thanksgiving peace offering, offer with leaven. Type of sin. And yes, I believe it's a type of sin. Uh, Leviticus chapter... Leviticus 2 and 7. And if thy oblation be a meal offering baked in the frying pan, and it shall be made of fine flour. With oil, and thou shalt bring the meal offering that is made uh, of these things unto the Lord, and when he is presented to the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. And the priest shall take from the meal offering a memorial thereof, and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire, a sweet savor unto the Lord. That which is left of the meal offering shall Aaron and his sons. It is a thing most holy unto the offering of the Lord made by fire. No meal offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven, nor any honey, in the offering of the Lord made by fire. I have to study about the honey, not sure about that. So here again, well, this offering, no leaven, makes it clear, thou shalt not. No leaven, this is a big thing. Leviticus chapter 6. And uh, verse 14. 
And this is the law of the meal offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord before the altar. And he shall take of it in his hand a handful of flour of the meal offering and of the oil thereof and all the frankincense which is upon the, the meal offering and shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor, even the more of it uh, unto the Lord. The remainder shall Aaron and his sons eat with unleavened bread shall, eat, shall be eaten in the holy place uh, in the court of the tabernacle of the congregation. They shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it unto them for their portion of my offerings made by fire. It is most holy uh, as is the sin offering and as the trespass offering. All the males among the children of Aaron shall eat of it. It shall be a statute forever in your generations concerning the offerings of the Lord made by fire. Everyone that touches them shall be holy. So here again, not the sacrifice, not with leaven, over and over and over again. No, not a sacrifice with leaven. And again, it is a type of, of, of sin. And we, we can understand, we can understand that part, Clara May. Don't offer a sacrifice to God of sin. We can understand it that way. But then what, what's hard to understand is our lesson, that Thanksgiving offering of leaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 7, New Testament. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice, of wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So here even talks about unleavened, unleavened in, in, even in the New Testament. Purge out this old leaven. So our text states to offer up leavened bread with leavening, with, which represents sin. And you say, well, that, that has to represent us. We're never to offer up us. There's no place in the scripture we're to offer up us or, or what we do or anything like that. We're never to offer that. All the sacrifices, as I've said before, are a type of Jesus Christ. Even this one. Even this one. Uh... Hebrew 10, let's look at that just for a second. Uh, we go there a lot. So the things in the law, which this is, this is one of the sacrifices in the law where you offer this offer of thanksgiving with leaven. Hebrew 10, 1. 
For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of those things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make those who come to it perfect. So the law having a shadow of good things to come. The law wasn't the thing. The law was representing that which was to come, which was Jesus Christ. I don't understand everything in the law. As God reveals it to us, I, I understand the Sabbath as pointing to Jesus Christ. The sacrifices pointing to Jesus Christ. <coughs> uh, even the, the tabernacle in the wilderness was part of the law of Moses. And, and uh, the... Uh, the, the silver, gold and silver in, inside the tabernacle, he told him when he was uh, 20 years and old to give a half shekel of silver as a, sal as a uh, atonement for their souls. And then that went into the building of the, of the tabernacle. So even the, the, the uh, things in the tabernacle that were overlaid with silver was pointing to Jesus Christ. All things in there was pointing to Jesus Christ. You say, but he had no sin. Our lesson said to offer a sacrifice with sin, with leaven. You say, well, I'm making statements that Jesus, all represented Jesus Christ, all it was type and shadow of Jesus Christ. And you say, yeah, but he had no sin. How can that be? I'm going to make a statement that will shock you. Give me just a, a few seconds and we'll unshock you and you'll agree with it. Did Jesus Christ have any sin? Yes. Now that's going to shock you. We'll be unshocked here. <laughs> we'll be unshocked. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 to get unshocked. And you say, how did he have sin? Well, we know he didn't have any sin of his own, did he? Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, oh no, chapter 5. Second, chap second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. This will unshock us. For he hath made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let, and now let's go back up to verse 18 and read down to this. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ. How are we reconciled to God? By Jesus Christ. Not by our works or our, uh, what, not by anything on us, but by Jesus Christ. And hath given us a ministry of reconciliation. Buddy, we was talking earlier. This is our ministry about reconciliation. How we're reconciled to God. It's not by offering ourselves up or our works or our righteousness. 19. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's our ministry. That's your ministry. That's what we uh, offer and tell and feed others with. Now then, we are the ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, 
uh, we beg you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So in Christ on the cross, we'll go back a few steps from that. Whenever he's praying in the garden, and he said, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I believe what Austin taught us, that cup contained our sin. The sin of his elect, not the whole world without exception, the sin of, of the elect that God gave him. <clears throat> and he said, oh, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. That cup <clears throat> had your sins and my sins. And he, of course, and the reason he said that, we talked about his humanity, that it was real, his pain was real, his suffering was real. But then he said, and buddy, to our conversation, they are as one. They are in agreement. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So he took that cup. It wasn't a literal cup that he drank. But he took the cup and he went to the cross. But when he took that cup, he took our sins. So when he went to the cross... He had your sins. He had more sin than any man ever had. Because he took your sins. He took my sins. He took the sins of all God's elect. Every one of them. <clears throat> if we don't see Christ being offered with our sins, we're missing it. Hebrew chapter 2 and 2. We've we read this a lot, but <clears throat> I think it goes along with what we're talking about. Yes, he had sin. No, he had no sin of his own. And I think you understand I wasn't saying that. Maybe shocked you for a moment, but uh, I think it got our attention anyway. <clears throat> had no sin of his own, but yes, he had sin. And he took him to the cross. And Hebrew 2 and 2 says... For if the word spoken by the angels was steadfast, and I believe that the answer to that is yes, it's steadfast. And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. And, and I like to go to that. To look at, to try to comprehend a little bit the amount of suffering that he went through for your sins and my sins. I don't know the number. But you take every one of God's elect from the foundation of the world till the, what we call the end, till we come into the, uh, uh, the what we call the end times. But every one of God's elect and every one of their individual sins had to be paid for. And I've told you before, I believe there's a lake of fire. I believe there will be people in the lake of fire along with uh, Satan, false prophet, and so forth. And they'll be paying for their sin. And the, and the others that are there, they'll be paying for their sins by eternity in the lake of fire. But, so, I don't know if we can comprehend how much suffering that would be. But you take every one of God's elect and every one of their sins, 
and you put all that on Jesus Christ, and it's going to see, receive a just recompense of reward. That's not the reward like you want. I told you before, my mom might say, you're going to get it when you got home. I was going to get a reward, but it wasn't the reward I wanted. And boy, she never forgot those things, or, uh, or dad didn't either as far as that goes. But you learn fast. You learn fast. But every one of them. So that's what he went to the cross. He went to the cross with your sins and all the sins of God's elect. That's what he went to the cross with. So doesn't that cause you to give thanksgiving? Thanksgiving to God and to Jesus for what he did and what he paid when he went to the cross? He had sin, had more sin than anybody ever had. He had all of ours. So we see him, so we offer that sacrifice. says we offer the sacrifice of our lips, or sacrifice of praise, fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, giving thanks to him. That's the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and it's with leaven. Jesus Christ, as he, he's all the other sacrifices, he's also that sacrifice with leaven, because that's when he had your sin. If there was never a sacrifice for leaven then our sins would still be there. Uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And... uh, Let's start in verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were once were far off are made near by the blood of Christ, by his sacrifice at Calvary, by his taking your sins, the leaven. For he is our peace. You remember on our text, the, the Thanksgiving offering of peace? He's our peace. How's he our peace? He took our sins, our leaven, to the cross and paid for it. I mean, if he didn't go to the cross, there'd be no payment. That was a payment, and he paid for it. For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition. That was the, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the tabernacle. And having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make in himself of two uh, one new man making peace. There's that peace again. Thanksgiving and peace offering with, with leaven. And that he might reconcile both into God in one body by the cross, having slayed the enmity thereby. And came and preached peace. Peace. There's again, there's that peace. And came again and peace peace preached peace to you who were afar off and to them that were near for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father so we have peace through Christ through the payment he paid on the cross he took your sin Leaven, and that's what we offer. That's that's what we offer up. We we offer up Christ and what He's done. We don't we don't offer up ourselves. 
That's what, again, the commentaries that I read, well, yeah, that represents us. We've got sin, and, but we don't offer ourselves up. Well, many do. You're aware of that. Many do. But we offer that sacrifice of thanksgiving for the peace offering, and that is Jesus Christ. We look to him for that sacrifice as well because he had our sin. That was 11. So I fully believe 11 represents sin. And even that sacrifice, uh, so many places, no, no leaven, and represent Christ being sinless. But in that place, you offer this sacrifice with leaven, this sacrifice of thanksgiving and peace. That's the sacrifice of leaven. And if we don't see him on the cross with our sins, with our leaven, then we're missing it. Then I suppose we go about lifting our self up and so forth. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. This is our regular scheduled Lord's Supper. We had a pause on it.